the head nod though. Head nod. Welcome to Become She, where we are guaranteed to piss you off with yourself, make you think, and help you grow. Hey. Come on, come on, come on. Mixtape drop Spring 2017. Pajamas and sweats. Tea in the corner. Not next to me because I can't handle it. Can't move the keyboard. <laughs> Alright. So, Nicole, darling, what are we talking about today? So, for our intro topic for Become She. Oh, pause. Should we say who we are? Should we? Kind of? No, we're going to bust out with this topic and then we're going to go back and end the cool intro. Too. That's cool, too. So she must go through seasons. And who is she? Who is she? Who is become she? Who is become she? Ooh, become she. Jessica's become she. Nicolia's become she. Ooh. That's a deep question to start off with, Nicole. Yeah, it is. But all of you listening are become she, right? We are all become she. Mm -hmm. Become she and he, technically. Yeah. We could have some he's. We could have some he's. The intro is so dope. The song, though, or the beat, whatever it is. All right, so she must go through seasons. We talked about this a long time ago. We were walking to TJ Maxx, zipping out on the clock. <laughs> Still getting paid, didn't clock out. <laughs> Doing the most together. <laughs> Going for like chotskis, <laughs> candles, and incense and shit, random stuff. Because we knew we had to become she. It was a sub- subconscious thing. But we knew we need the essential oils. We went for the candles, <laughs> little makeup, beat that face. Still looking on sale, looking in the sale corner. Where's that red tag? (laughs) Walked to TJ Maxx and talked about... mm, I'm trying to remember everything. You know what it was? At that time, I was with my ex. You were. And I I asked you... I got real deep, real fast. When did you know... My ex and I were at this, like, transition. It's like that either you make it or break it moment in your relationship where you're going to figure it out or you're just going to walk away. And I asked you, how did you know when that time was for you and your husband? Do you remember that conversation? We've had so many conversations. I remember faintly. Did I talk about my New Year's uh, experience? No. What is that? When I said I had broken up with him, and then I saw another couple I was spending New Year's Eve with, and I, I was have like, "Never heard this story." Someone said, said something. Oh, see, I don't even remember half the stuff I was saying. I was probably just kind of like automatic writing. It probably was just rolling off my tongue. I don't even remember the story that I relayed to you to kind of help. Well, it doesn't get matter. That. What's the story you're trying to tell me now? So the story was my make it or break it moment because see, I've never been the type of person to like really stick around for too long. I get bored easily. Like, seriously. And so, I do. I get bored easily. My looks change a lot because (laughs) I get bored easily. And I think that's why I always Mm. come out the house with a beat face because I get bored. You do be beat. No matter where you're going, you be bored. across the street and she's beat. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I need to be inspired and motivated to get out the house. Okay, that's fair. But back to the story. So, yeah. So, I was out with another couple for New Year's Eve. I had broken it off with my then boyfriend because he was just taking too long like I wanted taking too long to do what to commit like to put a label on this and I'm looking around mm. like okay what is this 
And so, I've been in that before. And so I was done. I had moved on with someone else. He was a Muslim. So I had I was practicing. I was practicing Islam, like all Islam. Why for a are you bit. dropping all these bombs <laughs> on me right now? Like, we'll unpack it later episodes. But <laughs> for all intents and purposes for this show, um, <laughs> not this show. So New Year's Eve, up. I spent. Um, I spent it out with another couple, and they were just, like, so in love and infatuated. It was just them in the room. Like, they kind of blocked out everybody else, you know. People was doing the most all around on New Year's Eve. Love is powerful But they pure. were, yeah. They were by themselves. I'm like, I'm just looking around, just looking and taking it in and observing it. And I'm like, do I really want to be in my ego about how I feel? Or do I want to be honest with myself? Mm. You know, am, am I mad because it took him a little, little extra time to come to this realization mm. about who I was? About who he was, who True. y'all were. True. Mm-hmm. But see, I didn't see it like that. I was just like, um, it took you too long. And too long to I'm commit done. to the relationship. Exactly. In, in, like, the, in the way that I wanted him to, like with the label, like call it oh, what it is. What okay. are we? No, but sometimes you need that. You need that label. True. But the energy was committed energy. Okay. Um, okay, I knew that, which is why I wanted the title to kind I of hate that shit. So Wait, hold on. So it's that unspoken, like we together, but we don't gotta say it type shit. It was, but it was also everybody else knew too. Cause see, when we met, we were at work dating. Um, so people would be asking questions like, "What's going on? You always hopping in the car with him after work?" And it was always like, "We friends," because y'all was nosy. There was nothing Lies. to know. Like it felt like a post office environment. Everybody was trying to be in everybody's business. And we were like, "No, we are gonna have to play and think like we just friends." That's everybody. That's Facebook. That's maybe everybody yeah. Trying to get everybody. But see, Facebook business. wasn't as popular was as it was in two thousand six as it mm. is now. Okay. okay. So, okay. so I found you know people like just really into each other. And I'm like. I love him. Like, I really want to be with him. So am I going to hold myself up going back and forth about the pros and cons? Because there's always a reason to walk away, really, always. in any situation. From a friendship, relationship. From a job ship, see, situation ship. So I weighed the pros and cons, and I was like, let me stop being stubborn. Hmm. And, you know, and, me, and then I showed up. I called him, showed up at his front front door. Wait, hold up, hold up. You did what? I pulled <laughs> I pulled Ania from Love Jones. Like, hey, we gonna make this work. Nicole, you he had a whole party, though. I was looking around like, wait, wait. wait, wait you so have a whole New Year's Eve party. And no I was call, contemplating my life. And you just popped I called up. him. No, I called him. I was like, you know, can I come over? Like, you know, okay. I know we haven't talked. Like, okay, okay. you know, I'm really trying to work through my feelings. That sounds like a season. Season of unknowing. Not yeah. knowing what you are, not knowing what you want, trying to figure it out. Yeah, I was. And that whole season of not knowing is one of the scariest places to be because you're. Sometimes I think Girl. when I'm trying to figure it out, are they going to be there when I figure it out? Girl, they might the, not be. They might not be, but then is that what's supposed to happen? Are they not supposed to be when I when I figure it out? Be there when I figure it out? And am I not am I not supposed to be transparent because I have a fear of them not being there when I figure it out? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Some people mm-hmm. won't even approach you or even double back because they are so fearful of being exposed in that vulnerability like mm. you know so I took a chance girl it was a risk it was it was a risk and so I called him showed up he had a little party I'm looking around looking at the girls like mm-hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> trying to peep the energy mm-hmm. okay see that feminine trying energy. to figure out who who got next cause you know what I'm saying they know I'm at the picture at this point so I'm like looking around oh like, hell no <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm looking around trying to see who who think they got next, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I done show back up. So be mindful, whole Kayla Shell. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 
girl was actually trying to pull her, you know, her best feminine wiles out. I'm like, okay. They do that, though, because they know. They <laughs> the, always. They smell the pheromones, the bitch. You, you smell <laughs> the pheromones in the fucking room. Anyway. So, by the end of the night. <laughs> by the end of the night, everybody got escorted out. Of course. And okay. I was there. And so, we just kind of vowed that we were just going to say, fuck the world. Fuck everything else that happened in the past. We're going to mm. move on together. That's very mature. And we, we did. That's a long season full of drama. It's it's been an uphill battle since. Interesting. It's, it's worth it. It's funny that when we met, I think I was definitely going through a season. I think we were both going mm-hmm. through seasons. You always going through a season, but I had just taken the bar and I was like, Oh my God, I'm a new, freshly J D grad don't know my fate because it takes like two three months to find out your results from the bar so i'm just like well should i start studying because i failed or just say fuck it so (laughs) (laughs) that is an option so i was like all right so i gotta get some type of money to pay these bills or whatever saw this random post on indeed for a job it looks so sketchy went for the interview, couldn't find where the place was for the interview, so I thought I was about to get chopped up, dragged, <laughs> and just disposed of. Got this little job, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stay here because I don't need my license, making this money, and then there was random, just unspoken off energy in my relationship, yeah. family situation, and I was just in this cloud. You know when you just have a cloud? over you mm-hmm. so you don't know what it is it's just you're not on you're not off you just it's a haze. floating yeah you're just going day by day and that's exactly how i felt when we met in that hallway with your twist you had twists in your hair and you're like i like your shoes and i was like i like your hair Girl, your shoes were bomb my shoes were bomb they and i bomb. know they were on sale <laughs> because i buy nothing full price <laughs> she shall shop on sale not next season no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're currently going through a season? Of course. I think I think seasons can be compartmentalized into like different thematic areas in your life, be it friendships, relationships, love, money seasons, um seasons Ooh. that relate directly to you, meaning nothing outside of you, but you're just having this internal self-discovery season. Like I feel like that's the season I'm in, um a season of self-discovery, and I feel like I probably have fought off um, self-discovery for so long because you're afraid. Well, I know I was afraid. I was afraid of finding out what that thing was um, that really, really made me tick. That I'm really bad. Not the things that people kind of project or, oh, you do this well, oh, you do that well. No. Fuck what you have to say. Like, what is it that I like about me? What is it that I love about me? What is it that I revel in okay, so when in and of myself. So I think you, I'm going through this season of self-discovery. When you acknowledge that you're going through a season, what do you do to figure your way through the season? Do you journal? Do you exercise? Do you sing? Do you run? Like That exercise, but oh, I'm still struggling with that. That's a whole other season in another. <laughs> so, anywho, um, no, I don't. Um, I actually... I'm a, I stay in my head a lot. Like, I'm a thinker. I get real deep into yeah. my thoughts. Like, lost. Like, Inception lost. Like, yeah. you've seen the movie Inception, how, like, one dream mm-hmm. world falls into another dream world. I have that like, thing, That's how too, my thoughts, where like, I sit hole. and I literally just think and mm-hmm. I'm consumed in thoughts. Mm-hmm. I recently got into journal, but I'm one of those, like, on and off kind of journaler. And my journal is not structured. Like, 
a month yeah. ago, I made a journal of all the things I did for the first time in 2016. Wow. And the list, and I keep adding to it. And you'd be surprised when you sit and you think about your firsts for anything. Like, it's really amazing. It could be little things. Like, I did a photo shoot for the first time this year. That's not little, but I went to a cooking class for the first time no. this year. And I'm doing all these new things, these it random things. It sounds like things. self-discovery. Like, Oh, I don't I'm, know if yeah. I'm in self-discovery. I'm in, well, shit, maybe it is self-discovery. Whether you that was your intention or not. Like, it sounds like you are. This year was letting go and letting flow for me. Letting go of baggage and figuring out what works. So I guess that is self-discovery. Yeah, that I agree. I, I, I think we're in the same, I think we're expressing it differently, but I think we are both in the same season, but just like in different areas of our life, me being married, you being single in the, in the sense of not being married because that's how they categorize oh, yeah. singleness. I am 100% single until I'm legally <laughs> bound to you I can't do this. rest of my life. So it looks different based off of the different areas we're in. I feel like it expresses itself differently. Um, I think I'm going so hard with the self-discovery, self-love, and self-determination bit because I'm in partnership with a husband and I have a child. I have children. I have. So you're always going to be going through seasons with, with, ch- with always with because I'm modeling for them. Like I can't tell them do as I say, not as I do. I mean, that was the paradigm I was raised under, but mm. the devil is a lie. I will not be promulgating that generational curse to my children. Like I'm going to be the thing that they can, they can see. So I'm not going to be telling them to do, 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 do. And they have no model for it. So mm. I think I'm going so hard now because my stepdaughter needs to know what self-love and self-preservation looks like. She needs mm. to know what choosing positive women who champion her from an early age, what that looks like. Yeah. And not tolerating bullshit, not tolerating being minimized, not tolerating the side comments because you low-key have girlfriends around you who are jealous and intimidated by you and threatened by you. So you can't expand and be different and be better without side comments or them feeling some kind of way. Do you feel so, like... Like, sometimes your friends, your family, they go through through seasons, and from the outside, you're watching, or whether they call you, invent to you, cry to you, whatever. Do you... I find sometimes that when certain people who are close to me are going through seasons, like, I feel, like, the energy with them. Of course you do. If... I feel like you shouldn't do that, though. I feel like other people's burdens, in a sense, shouldn't become my own, but sometimes they do, and I feel like I, sometimes I have the weight of the world. I have my own season, and then my mama's season, and then my friend's season, and then I'm just inside, well, cuddled you... up under a blanket, cocooning with wine, three glasses deep, <laughs> not knowing what Eating some fruit. <laughs> fruit salad. Basically, drinking fruit salad, and yeah, and I'm just, like, tired. So, I don't think that's I think that is very normal if you are really, really in the trenches. The way energy works is anytime you care for someone, I feel like we as women are psychic. Like, I feel like we are natural born mediums. I think so. So, too. when I you are connected, are yeah, when you're so connected so deeply to any type of relationship, yeah. you're, you will intuitively feel something. Like, you will intuitively kind of be tuned in to um, what's going on with other people. Now, the thing is, as women, because we have not been traditionally and and socially taught you know to self-preserve now how do i create boundaries with all this psychic energy that's going on you know what i mean Mm, so i don't think that is a problem that you feel deeply or you feel 
you know it it does it's not a problem to care or to be in the trenches with your people it's a problem when it consumes you yeah that's my issue when you, you are wake responsible up every day though. and their weight of the world is also on your mind like you shouldn't wake up in the morning with somebody else's stress like that don't make no damn sense you shouldn't but how do we change that narrative how do we change that narrative of taking on other people's you know energy without blaming them you know what I mean? You can't blame other people because you didn't set the boundary for yourself. And because women mm. have not, like I said, have not been traditionally taught to be self-preservationist and self-this, self-determined, self-loving. Like, sometimes it can be confusing. Like, am I being too selfish? No, you're, like, protecting your energy life. <laughs> I have a friend who was talking to this guy for, like, five, six months and they were cool, going on, dating, just in a happy space, making plans to vacation and shit. The dick's good. Like, it was like, it's, you know, just a right. good, happy fucking space. And then one day, he was just like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to talk to you no more. Like, out of nowhere. On a whim? On a whim. It was crazy because, like, the morning they were talking, making plans for the weekends. And then, like, a couple hours later, he was like, yeah, I can't do this. And it was this was like three weeks ago, and she hasn't heard from him since. Wow, crazy. What do you say? So she like and that and just that quick, people. The season can <laughs> change. No, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like a parent could die. Someone just walks away, dips. No mm-hmm. explanation. So no closure. We, so then we go through those like as women. Oh, what did I do? Am I not pretty enough? And I, am I not smart enough? Whatever it is. And of course, as a friend, I'm talking her out of that. Like, okay, we can't do that. It's not about you. It's about him. Whatever he decided, whatever made his decision yeah. to walk away has to do with him and not you. Of course, you don't see that initially and you're all in your feelings or whatever. So I feel like for the past few weeks, I've been carrying this burden almost in a sense for her. And like I see other situations around me and I relate it back to her. For example, this past week I met up with and my friend her dynamics, she's a young African-American woman, um, mid-20s, starting about to start a career. She's just, you know, starting things out. This week, I met up with a 60-year, 66-year-old white woman. Mm-hmm. And I went into her office, and she looked so sad. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong? And I, I work with this woman every once in a while, not too often, but she looks sad. And she was like, Jessica... I met this guy and I was talking to him for about three months and she was she said she was having fun again she was excited to have sex again literally her words and this woman she's she's very established she's a smart woman she's a caring woman so my friend and her are on completely different ends of the spectrum and she said she was supposed to go to a concert with him and for some reason she decided not to go and because she was tired or whatever and the next day Around like 11 something at night, he texts her, I met someone at the concert last night. I'm smitten. I'm taking her out to dinner tomorrow and I owe it to myself to see where this goes. So she's devastated and she's crushed and she's basically bald to me. And I couldn't help but think of my friend like, Mm -hmm. damn, like, I feel like this energy just keeps coming from everywhere. And I, it's almost, that's why I was asking, like, how do you separate your friend's seasons from you? Because I feel like now, like, everywhere I look, everybody's getting fucked. And it's just, like, coming to me. Yeah. I think the way you kind of draw those boundaries is that you thank the universe for showing you what you needed to see 
just not in one expression, right? So your friend was one expression of the same energy of seasons changing. That seems to be the thing, that seasons change no matter if you're 23, mm-hmm. 63, exactly. 43. How do you deal with the seasons changing without carrying resentment toward the people that are merely actors mm. in, you know, in the grand scheme of things? Like, you are going to get literally different expressions of the same script for the rest of your life until you can learn the lesson to transcend, Mm -hmm. you know? So how do you protect your energy and not take on, like you said, not take on personally the seasons changing, realizing that this person leaving really has nothing to do with you. Right. It has to do with a bigger lesson at at play. That's so... Trying to move you into maybe a different identity conscious, trying to move you into a different... Right, you a know? different you. Yes, where you need to go. Yes, where you need to be. The people that need to meet you, and that sounds so which have nothing to do with to you. Say when we're yeah. outside of it, yeah. but when you're in it, it's a whirlwind. It's a fucking <laughs> Wizard of Oz <laughs> from the Wiz. Can't you feel a breath? It's a fucking whirlwind, and you're fucking you pissed, and man, no, ain't no ease. Okay, you right, right, pissed. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you gonna change the season on me when we were in the groove? I thought it. I thought, and I think that's selfish. As I didn't fuck. think we had a problem, mm. but you got all these issues. But then again, that's not about you. They're going through their season, and you have to respect their season, even though they fucked you. They're going through a season too, and they shouldn't have to minimize how they feel to make you feel comfortable. Lies. They shouldn't, but that your feelings don't rationalize like that. Your feelings are just raw, concrete feelings. You know. Adulting. This is adulting. Adulting Adulting is shit. I want to go all the way back to third grade when life was good. Where DJ at? I want to be with DJ. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be chilling watching cartoons. Asking for cereal in the morning. That's it. (laughs) Milk and cereal. (laughs) Cereal and milk. Do you remember that? (laughs) I can't. I can't deal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, seasons. I mean, what has been the most difficult, I guess, season for you, Jess? Mm. If it's too personal, we don't have to share. No, I could share. So the one that stands out to me the most, um, 2015 was just a whole season. Mm -hmm. 2015 was fucked. But in 2015, my mom had a liver transplant. And it was so crazy the entire time. So I found out that my mom needed a transplant in May of 2015. And she had been sick for a really, really long time, like 10 years, but nobody Mm -hmm. knew what was going on. Went to many doctors. They don't know. Taking these random drugs that's fucking it up even more. And then we found out she can get this transplant. And then I flew to New York to see if I could be a live-in donor for her. And I was tested completely healthy, but because my liver was too small, I couldn't donate. And so it crushed me because, one, I'm her only child, And it was like, damn, like, my mom could not be here anymore, and I can't do anything. It's like, damn, this woman who gave me life, I can't even give her that in return. So that happened, and immediately after I got tested, um, I had to study for the bar. And studying for the bar in and of itself is a season. It's literally two and a half, three months of studying 10 hours a day nonstop, and I was working at the same time. So that happened. And then, so now we're at like August, took the bar. My mom is physically looking sicker and sicker. So then my cousin's husband 
married into this family decided to donate a piece of his liver to her and he was a match which was just crazy in and of itself blessed so it was the day of the surgery now fast forward and the surgery all in all took 16 hours and so we're in the hospital first of all we go to the hospital like 3 4 a.m in the morning and we're signing all these like power of attorney papers if something should happen where her organs go to and it was just a conversation we had never had so in that in of itself (sighs) i was like oh shit and then my cousin and my aunt and i were all together and we're watching them being wheeled away and my mom and my cousin's husband and so for 16 hours we're sitting there not knowing that the idea of not knowing is just it's crazy because you see doctors come out and then you're on edge because like oh my gosh like what's going on Mm -hmm. didn't know and so that whole day, I was just, like, in tears the whole Emotional, day. Like, I would go sure. to the bathroom to pee and, like, be fine, and then I'll just be, like, in the stall, like, crying. I would go to get, like, a cup of water, and then I'll look at the water, and then tears would start flowing. Like, it was crazy. So that entire not knowing whether my mother is going to make it, and then in the sense of knowing that somebody could be so pure and so giving and so loving to someone who's not their biological family blew my mind. So it's this, on one hand, it's like, damn, I could lose my mother. But on the other hand, damn, I have this family, this new family member who's just an amazing person. So there was just a lot of emotions, emotions going on through that time. So that to date has to be my most difficult season, my mother being sick. And even after that, there was some family drama associated with it that didn't make any sense to me. So I was confused on what family meant. I was confused on like, who would really be there for you when you're struggling, whether it's friends or family. Cause there's some people who completely disappeared and there were some people who completely went left. Like, we don't want nothing to do with it. Right. And this is supposed to be your family. So I cut a lot of people off in 2015. <laughs> cut when i say cut i mean it was vicious like they are in the ground six feet deep like i don't even know who you are anymore so it was cutting people off and trying not to cry all day at the same damn time damn even talking about that that is a lot girl that is a lot i think and oh no, because I had just met you when that was happening, and nobody really knew about it. I had just started that job where we were. And so it was happening like, as soon as we started the job, and I was going back. Remember I was flying back and forth to New York? I don't know if you remember that, but it was because of that. No, you were. I remember. You were gone often, and your cases were reassigned. I'm like, what? <laughs> bitch, gone again? <laughs> Shit. You thought I was in Vegas <laughs> chilling or in Puerto Rico on a beach. She nah. choo went around the globe, the U.S. <laughs> She traveling. Why she territories? Why they hire her? Nah. Nah. I I think for me, I mean, 2000, like I said, on I posted something on Facebook about 2016 being a kick in the gut. And I was real down about 2000. I know you talked about 2015, but I'm going to bring it up a year. 2016 was like a kick in the gut for me. It was like, bitch, you are really grown for real. Like, so you (laughs) you need to own this adult thing and make it be what you want it to be versus reacting to every damn. Because I was reacting for a long time, just reacting to every damn thing. Please be specific. How did adulting kick you in the ass? Because I feel like that happens every day to me. Like, I wake up and I'm like, damn, I got laundry to fold? Like, what what specifically girl laundry i wish i mean i'm talking about because i'm so i feel like i'm so energy sensitive so you are you are yeah you are because the other day me and you had a little something something at the restaurant you was looking at me crazy and i'm like wait a minute 
What's that about? But I didn't walk off and, and like take my toys from the sandbox. That's used that used to be how I dealt with like uncomfortable things. Like I'm mm. leaving, I'm taking my toys. You can't play with my toys no more. Cut I'm off. leaving. So you used to cut off. The cutoff was vicious? The cutoff, yeah. It was. Okay. And then I found a way to justify the cutoff versus I feel hurt, but I'm gonna let you like, you know, look at my wounds for a little bit. Yeah. And we're gonna work through them together. Like that vulnerable, that vulnerability bit is something that I'm beginning to cherish. Okay, a little bit more. Okay, so tell me more about 2016. A kick, a kick in the damn gut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a swift kick in the ovaries, honey. Ovaries. Not the oh, not your womanness. My womb was doubled over in pain. So I mean, it was just a lot of realization. Um, is it too personal to talk about? It is a little personal. I mean, okay, I think in fine. later subsequent episodes I will come out, but I will, I'm going to talk in concepts and themes. Cool. So so often when people associate you with being around certain people, um, on one level it can be a point of admiration, but on another level I feel like people take jabs mm-hmm. at things that they don't understand but are admirable True. to try to undermine them or find something wrong with them because secretly. They may want that thing. They might want what they think you have, and they don't know the process you went through to get what you have. So it's like mm. you're you're wanting and desiring something, but you don't know the tears. Or you don't know the the roads that I had to clear. People, I'm a fucking pioneer. You see what I'm saying? Like I love the quote: "Be careful." On wishing what other people have because you don't know what they had to do to get to where they are. You don't know you that story. You never know. And or you even might maintain not want it. That story. Or even maintain I might have to give two gallons of blood a month in order to keep this, yep. whatever you think. So, and I'm, when you hear what they went through, you might not want it anymore. It might not even be worth it to you. At all. At all. So, for me, it's just coming to terms with. And I think I've, I just post a lot on Facebook. Like, I had to do a lot of cleansing and purging. So uh, on Facebook, I, I posted earlier, something about um, the reality of something versus what these bitches told you is supposed to be. And, and wait, what? <laughs> so the reality of something versus what they told you, like go to school and get a good job, but you're not gonna tell me that Sally Mae is gonna come for me and my kids. And what now, Navient? I guess it's called Navient. Talk about like, Sally Mae, yo, Sally. That's Mae a whole nother episode. We talking about bitch. <laughs> Fuck her and who she with. The end. Continue. Right. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was for me, uh, in a nutshell, people telling you what it is versus experiencing the reality and reconciling that. Because I really do understand how people get, like, high on drugs and be, like, cracked out because they just can't cope. They can't deal. Mm-hmm. So, working through my feelings have been the hardest thing and allowing myself to have grace, forgiving myself for not knowing the things that I know now. That has been my hardest lesson for me is to forgive yourself, Nicolia, for not knowing the things that you know now. Because if I can forgive myself, then I can forgive other people. You know what I mean? I wrote something in a journal the other day, and I wish I would have brought it with me, but it said basically, forgive yourself for not... mm, Forgive other people, forgive yourself for not forgiving other people, and then forgive yourself for allowing other people to have that much power over you that you couldn't forgive yourself. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's a good segue because sometimes you'll find yourself being held hostage in a season that you've already left, but because people will keep trying to pull you back into an old season that they experienced with you. Yeah. And you'll find yourself in this time loop, right? This like infinity loop. You got me going. I can't. 
how do you try to like how can you move on and and, and move on and let the seasons transition if you're around people who cut, have not moved I on? I got the answer. Cut them off. You have to. No, seriously. You have to. Like you can't. You have, have to. the people that are still bringing you down every step of the way with you when you're growing. That doesn't make any sense. They got to. to go. Cut the weeds. They it's true. Go. And it's so, all they have is a time and history card. That's all you have as a reference I point for honestly me? honestly don't believe... You don't know me then. I honestly don't believe length and time as in, like, we've been friends for 10 years. Yeah. That you got to just, like, continue on my journey and my circle of life with me lies. I can know you for 10 minutes and we be the... the we click. We clicked. Yeah. I'm closer to you than I am to some people that I've known for years. I agree. I No, that's the same sentiment. And you know what? Like launching, doing my whole like meet and greet for flaunt your fly. Like I've given myself permission to meet new women, to meet all types of women, and yeah. it's been amazing to me how many new women that I have synced myself with, and women who see me, you know, and I don't know them like past a year ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like I'm talking, having deep uh, like conversations about like metaphysical things that I can't even talk to some friends about without them looking at me halfway crazy like bitch no but that in and of itself is a season sometimes people come into your life for a specific season whether it's a week two weeks a year to help you through whatever you're currently in so that in and of itself somewhat me meeting you is here and that's a season so when you're talking about meeting someone a year ago they're in and they could be gone next year but they were in your life for that purpose for this time for this day yeah, because they were assigned to meet you at this present level. Yeah, and that's how that's how I feel with a lot of the women who are emerging. And I mean, it's funny because some, even a really good high school friend reemerged at a point where like I could not have foreseen at all. And we've been helping each other mm. and speaking life into each other. But this is a high school friend, hmm. a high school friend that we kind of. It dropped during my college years, even a little bit after college years. But, like, recently, like, as recent as a year and a half ago, like, she reemerged. And it was, like, people OMG. do that. And, like, you know, people really and do And she's, that. like, evolved. Like, we're on the same wavelength. We're, like, having deep conversations into the midnight hour. She's confirming some things that I've never spoken out loud. But she's talking directly to those. To Sometimes, those, she, yeah. So when she was not in your life, she wasn't supposed to be. That wasn't the season yeah. for y'all to be friends. Yeah, reconnected. I, I recently went through the same thing. I had a friend that I was friends with for maybe like seven, eight years. We were the closest. And then she did something I didn't like and <laughs> cut her off. And we didn't talk for like three, four years. And then something happened where she was getting married, actually. <gasps> and she, she called me and was like... <laughs> I really want you to be a bridesmaid at my wedding. But I was like, I haven't talked to you in four years. Like, I literally, I don't know who you are. And then she was like, I'm thinking about all the people who I love and I want them to stand next to me as I get married. I still consider you a sister. Let's forgive. Let's forget. And I was on this forgiveness wow. train at the time. And I was like, well, damn. God spoke to you. Yep. You knew that was, you knew that word was for you. Take it. Yep. Ran Take with. it. Walk down the aisle. Sure was a bridesmaid in that lavender dress. Shout out to Christine. So I think that's dope that you were able to recognize the transcendence in her even. But you had because to be you able had to transcend- Because you had transcended, right? Like if I you did. were still we stuck. Were completely different people. If you were still stuck though, like rehearsing the past mistakes or rehearsing 
how victimized or how mm-hmm. hurt or how wrong she was. And you had I able, did that, yeah. I would not have forgiven her. And yeah. no one should have that much power over you where for four, five, six years, you still salty about some stupid shit that happened way back when over nothing. Now, if somebody's stealing your money, sleeping with your man, that's unforgivable. No. Fuck that. We ain't never coming back. But <laughs> anything is forgivable. But the fact Lies. that... But the fact that you did your work so you could recognize it in her, you can recognize that olive branch and take it. Can you, we pause for a second? Did you just say anything is forgivable? I think anything is forgivable. So... It if, might be hard. If, if I hack into your bank account right now and still all your money and you can't pay this rent you gonna forgive that anything i feel like anything is forgivable Ooh. i do you a christian for real no because... it's not about being a christian because i don't <laughs> consider myself a christian but that's another really that's another yeah that's another podcast we're okay, gonna talk okay, about okay 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 so i completely disagree i don't think everything is forgivable i do but maybe i need to work on myself so there's more. more work we you know that forgiveness book by Ian levan zant that i keep telling everybody about I need to read it a little deeper because I completely disagree with that. It'll help you get through seasons. Mm. It'll help you get through seasons. So we're going to segue at this point Mm -hmm. into discussing helping you get through seasons and anything else that might be keeping you from transcending to the next level. And that's what Dear She is about. Dear Become She. So what is that thing keeping you from becoming she we want you to submit your question or questions mm-hmm. and or issue or issues to discuss and we'll weigh in to help you connect the dots to reach the next level of knowing which will allow you to move with more clarity because we want you to be free that's what we're here for so on become on our website there's a page dear become she and this is where you could submit your questions, comments, concerns on anything, or you could just straight email becomeshepodcast at gmail.com because we want to talk about it. Because I feel like a lot of times we all go through the same issues and we're hiding and we're covering and closed up in a box and don't talk about these things. So it's a completely anonymous platform where we just talk it out, talk shit through. Because it's helping you connect the dots low-key. Like, no, it's not low-key. You help us connect the dots, too, because, like, we're really all in this together. We are. And we really are trying to champion a community of women who can be transparent. Like, we can talk this out. Like, that's, I feel like that has been historically, like, our biggest downfall. The fact that guys can talk about shit and laugh. Like, when will Mm. we get to that point where we can talk about some bullshit that we've all experienced without judgment, side-eyeing, mm-hmm. and, like, in helping you work through your problems, mm-hmm. it helps us to connect the dots, like, damn, mm-hmm. oh, now it makes sense when this happened, and this, like, you begin to, like... because yeah, a lot of times we're going through the same thing, just the on different same levels and thing. different wavelengths, and it's the just a different thing. situation, but the same shit at the same time, so... Same shit, different day, different expression. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. So, again, go on becomeshe.com. Visit the Dear Become She link and, uh, yeah, submit your questions and our issues. Anything, and even if you want to submit on behalf of someone, mm-hmm. like, if you know they're not strong enough, like, be their strength. Like, hey, I have this girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Or it could be yourself and you say, I have a friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> it really don't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> bitch, what? <laughs> um, so, Yeah. So, Woo! You know he used to do that a lot? Whitney Houston. Rest in peace, baby. <laughs> yeah. Woo! She did that all the time. 
<laughs> like, I was listening to her Christmas album. Like, why you keep screaming? Bomb Christmas album. Bomb. Bomb. And she got Bobby Christina on there. Yo, rest in peace, man. That's yeah. sad. That's a whole nother season. Our next episode airs January 25th. She must not settle. Now, this is going to be... Uh, I can't wait for She Must Not Settle. Because that's something that I worked through in 2016 hard not settling with anything finances situationships relationships the color of my damn nails like i just don't oh, settle OMG, come on, on nothing come on january 25th so what we're going to be doing then is basically exploring self-commitment so you don't play yourself so how are you committed to yourself period point blank period so We will see you next time. We love you. Thank you for listening to our first episode. We've been talking about this forever and it happened. I'm in sweats right now. Like, I'm chilling. We just thank you all for tuning in. And visit becomeshe.com. We love you. Check out our website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on there. Hit us up. Peace, loves. Peace, loves.